And I remember I was like messed up. I was sitting on this couch and I felt like the whole room was just spinning around me and just like everyone's laughing and, and I'm just like looking and I felt like almost like I was having an out of body experience. And I remember thinking to myself, I was just sitting there thinking and I said, man, God, like if you were to come right now, like I would be dead. This is the story of Amanda Small, a.k.a. Butter P. Are you afraid of being alone? Do you fight yourself in the mirror? A place that nobody knows. Been in this place here before Nobody knows what it's like here for real I promise myself I will always be real I promise myself I will always be true I swear These days I'm feeling like I ain't got no love These days I'm feeling like I ain't got no love No love, love, no love most people might recognize Butter P as the female in Rima Soul, a South Florida group who is internationally known for fusing hip-hop, soul, and pop. But how much do you know about her personal testimony? Amanda was born in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She was raised in a two-parent household with her older brother. My parents were not believers until probably about when I was born. My mom got saved first. My father was a drug addict prior to that. My mom, you know, was serving the Lord for a few years, maybe three or four years at the time. And then when I was born, my my dad decided to give his life to the Lord, and he ended up going to Teen Challenge, and he got his life together and just started serving God. And so I was blessed to actually grow up in that. But, you know, I did hear a lot of their stories and stuff growing up. So, but yeah, I was able to see my parents, you know, after Christ, which is awesome. Both her parents are from Puerto Rico, and her maiden name is Salas. The Salases attended church regularly. If I was to ever let go, I'm as short like the gecko. Promise the greatest saving by the one who gave us life, so cue the music, maestro. Let the games begin. My father's the ultimate fighter. It's in my blood to win. I'm coming from the bottom, but my place is at the top. Way beyond the stage, we rock above the clouds is where I'll stop. Never working on a delay, rather working like a relay. Hand it off to next in line, that be us that cheer like hooray. While others be like who they? Hoping that one day we leave a mark as high as Blu-ray. Even though it's truly we've been blessed to face the blue days god has kept us on his two-way now we waking up like new days off the top like two pages i don't went because i had to go so the church was cool honestly like i learned more about like what it was to be a christian just kind of following my parents example with the latin culture caribbean culture like we're a very like close-knit family type of culture and so the church was very much like that 
which that's why I said it was cool. But at the same time, like, I just, you know, as, as I became a teenager, like, I just started seeing stuff that I didn't like. I started seeing stuff that I just wasn't really sure if I agreed with, if I didn't believe in, just people's behavior and just the way I was treated about certain things. And so, like, I just got to an age that I was just like, oh, I'm not really feeling this anymore. Back then, there was just so many rules, like, you know, it's just more rule-driven. Don't go there. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't go clubbing. Don't go there. It was like everything was a don't. It was never more of a, this is what a Christian life looks like. It was more of, this is what a Christian life doesn't look like. It was just a very big turnoff. You know, as I got older, you know, like our youth groups was on Friday night, which I thought was mad corny. Because, like, you know, Friday nights is like, you try to go watch a football game. You try to go, you know, kick it. And I mean, now that I'm older, I get it. Like, they were trying to keep you from getting caught up in the distractions. But, you know, me growing up and just the people I was with, like, the the so many don'ts really just causes you to kind of just go that way anyways. And just even behaviors, you know. Um, I would see some of the leaders that, you know, they would they would be living a life inside a church, but then I knew them outside of church, or I knew people who knew them outside of church and they just weren't living what they were talking and so you know for me it was like now nah, I'm cool like you're not going to come to me and tell me what to do but I know what you was doing last Friday I'm very big on loyalty and I'm very big on respect so um for me it was just like it was just very hard for me to respect that type of authority when I knew that the life that you were living wasn't lining up with the words that you spoke like what you're hearing so far check us out at testimonystories.com that's testimony stories withinet.com where you can hear content for you and about you everyone has a testimony everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours tell us how god has transformed your life each month we will select a person to highlight and interview find out more at testimonystories.com testimony testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Hey, what's up? This is T, and you are listening to Testimony. A musician's story. Amanda is really big on loyalty and respect. That may be because when she was five years old, she was introduced to a cycle of consistent disrespect when a family member sexually assaulted her. It's weird because, like, I can remember it like if it was yesterday such a weird thing that like when I hear people talk about it and when like you talk about it happening people who have gone through it will probably understand what I mean but like sometimes you can have moments that will like trigger that that memory you can almost remember like like what the smell was like in the air it's it's a weird thing and then it was something that happened for a few years I remember telling my parents I think I was like probably in middle school or going to middle school or something um but yeah, man, it was something that happened to me. Um, it it um, something that I dealt with uh, a lot growing up. I kind of internalized everything, 
my behaviors definitely changed as I started getting older. My interaction with people, you know, definitely was affected because of it. Like, even to this day, like, I have to really work at being an affectionate person. Like, growing up, I was affectionate to my mom and my dad, and, like, that was it. Like, if someone would come hug me, it'd be like, I was I would be ready to lose my mind. <laughs> sad, but, you know, it's funny, but it's sad. It's like, you know, I laugh because I remember that feeling. Like, I'd like, no! <laughs> you don't realize the the the... the type of impact that you make on someone's life, like what you rob them of and what you steal them of, you know, um, what is stolen from someone. And, and, and people think it's just a sexual thing, you know, and yeah, that's tainted too, but it's, you know, you're talking about emotional stuff, you know, you talk about that type of stuff, being affectionate, being able to communicate, being able to trust the other sex, being able to trust even your family. Like there was just a lot of stuff that I struggled with because of it growing up. But even when I, you know, got married, like, you know, I struggled with just the, the, the affection part of it. Just like, sometimes it'd be fine. And then other times, like, he'd go to like grab my hand or like touch my shoulder and I would jump. And I remember just being so angry, like not at him. I was just angry. Cause I'm like, dude, like I'm grown. Like, <laughs> like I need to, you know, why is this still happening? And so like, it definitely was a healing process. Like, I really had to go through a process with God and just really allow Him to, you know, get in deep, you know, and get into those areas of my heart where I had kind of, like, tried to sweep it under the rug or just try to forget certain things and just allow for Him to go in there, man, and just clean it out, you know? <laughs> and now, years later, like, I'm traveling the world talking about my story, and, like, now I'm owning it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm... I give God, like, all the glory from it, even though, like, as a little girl, the enemy tried to break me. It's kind of empowering to know, like, dang, even at five years old, you were scared of me at five years old? Like, you knew, you were, like, like, he already knew what Amanda was going to do. Not what a but like, Amanda, like, he knew Amanda was going to do something. So at five years old, you try to come and break me. And years later, like, I'm killing it right now. Not in a cocky thing. I'm killing it in the sense that I'm walking in pure identity of who I am in Christ. Pardon my manners, but no, that's what you do. I'm in my lane and I'm swerving like, woohoo. I'm on demand and they watching like Hulu. I give them a show and I got them like, woohoo. Stay over there. I don't want to hear what you say in my dad. You tried me before, but my savior was there with my health and my kids. Because you knew it's my year. My year. But you cannot stop me. Butter P knows who she is now in Christ, but teenage Amanda had no clue. When I turned 18, I remember my parents sat me down, and my dad was like, listen, um, it was on my birthday, and he was like, listen, um, you know, your mom and I have been held accountable. You know, we were we were accountable for your life up until today. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, anything that we taught you, anything that we brought you up in, um, just the decisions were made and stuff, you know, your mom and I were accountable for that be- before God. God tells us to, you know, train up our child, and he, he's quoted scripture and stuff, and he says, well, from today on, from here on out, you are responsible for your life. He said, you know, any decision you make 
when you stand before God, you will be responsible for all. Like, holy crap, like, <laughs> this guy is dropping a load on me. Like, it's my 18th birthday. I'm trying to turn all the way up. And you, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it was one of the most sincere conversations that they had with me. And my parents did a phenomenal job. Like, I love my parents to death, you know. But I remember my dad sat me down and was just telling me, like, you know, here on out, like, you're responsible for the decisions you make, the people you hang out with, whatever you do. Like, if you choose not to serve the Lord, then, you know, it's your, it's your decision. God has given each and every one of us a will to choose Him. So she, he said, um, you know, you choose if, you, if you're going to follow Him or if you're going to live for Him or not, you know. And I was like, okay. Uh, I told G, yo G, I feel OG, like I'm an OG homie. Oh yeah, they know me, but they don't know me. You know how that be, homie. They think it's so sweet. They see my tweets and where I be going. They catch my vine every once in a while. They figure that rain would be blowing. I wish they knew it. Mama is a widow, still going through it. And my stepdad passed, y'all would've never knew it. I'm still right here, trying to influence. Work through the pain, give it all to the king. I ain't doing my thing, but I'm doing this plan. I'm grown, grown man with a fan. I'm up, me and the whole plan. Cause the foundation's concrete, the jungle's waiting for me. There's no church in the wild, we're here out here for these pagans to see. Yeah, I'm in the jungle, humble and rumbling with the blood of the covenant. From the gutter, I'm coming in with another kind of reply. For the love of the rock, for the love of the rock, to the love of the night. Molly, 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 bone way. Molly, 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 bone way. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. Now back to Butter P and her testimony and musician story. I've been to LA, but not to Tokyo. I wanna go to London and fly to Chicago. Every day I used to pray, I wouldn't make it out someday. I'm on my way, see you in Chicago. Oh, Nana. Her soul took note of that conversation with her parents. But her mind, and the desires it controls, was not listening. Amanda went off to college and turned all the way up. Despite knowing the struggles her father dealt with with drug abuse, she thought she was stronger. Let me take y'all back before rap. It was all a dream like where my woes at. I remember feeling lost, popping Prozac. 
but I wasn't at it But y'all ain't know that Cause I hit it well, and I ain't wanna tell They saw me as a good girl, but I was the woman at the well Trying to raise hell, cause I was pissed off from the hand that I was dealt Oh Lord, please help, and that was the moment God came through when he beat my opponent Now I'm on the winning team, me and my team Mama always told me, baby, don't be scared to dream I wish she would've warned me about the struggle I will see though Cause everywhere I went, they remind me I'm Latino But I became a hero I had a little bit of a rebellious skirt because I just had so much stuff that I was dealing with growing up, you know um, I had a lot of bitterness and just anger and just all this stuff, you know And my parents, to me, were such cool examples of God's grace You know, at 17, 18, you don't really fully get what that is and so, like, I would look at their life, and I'd be like, dang, like, you've told me all these stories about you, but, like, your life is good. Like, my life sucks. You know, I fell into that whole life of um, drugs and just getting, I just got caught up in a whirlwind of craziness in three years. I was smoking weed. Uh, I was doing cocaine, popping pills. Uh, I would lace weed with, like, anything you had. I mean, it was just, you know, I would smoke cigarettes. Sometimes we would um, lace the cigarettes and stuff. I mean, it's just, I was kind of in a place like everything was so new to me. So, like, anybody would bring stuff and I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. But I was having fun. Like, I wasn't I wasn't living it and saying, man, my life is horrible. Like, I was just like, yo, like, this is the best ever. I remember this one party I was at specifically. Because it was one of the last times that I was sitting there. And I remember I, I was, like, messed up. Like, I just... I was sitting on this couch and I felt like the whole room was just spinning around me and just like everyone's laughing and, and I'm just like looking and I just felt like almost like I was having an out of body experience. And I remember thinking to my, I was just sitting there thinking and I said, man, God, like if you were to come right now, like I would be dead. Like I always knew God was still there. So like, it, you know, cause it happened, it would happen periodically where I honestly would feel like a, a tug in my spirit. Like, he would just remind me, like, hey, you know, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. This is not your life. And I remember, like, God, just give me some time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, you're like, just give me some time to get it together. Like, I want, I'm, I'm going to get it together. I just, I just need time, you know? And so I had a lot of those moments. And But I always felt God, you know, really, like, I felt like, God was just always right there, like, tugging, like, you know, man, I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm just waiting for you. God gave her time, but it wasn't her time. It was his. And so I remember being in school one night, and I remember it was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I remember I had BT on. You know, late night, you got these preachers on in the middle of the night. And I remember hearing the preachers say, I've given you enough chances. He said, I've asked you repeatedly to do something and let this go. I'm going to give you one more chance. If you don't take that chance, I'm going to rip it all away from you. And it's going to hurt way worse than if you let it, if you do it. And I turned over to the other side and I laughed and I was like, <laughs> I said, that's mad funny. And I went back to sleep. And that week, all hell broke loose in my life. And I remember looking into the mirror, and when I looked in the mirror, I didn't recognize the person looking back at me. God had removed the scales from her eyes. Around that time, she was on break from school and went home. She ran into some old church buddies who were on their way to a youth retreat. They invited her, and she declined. But 
once they mentioned horseback riding and free, she accepted. prayer. She asked God to prove himself to her. But God had another test in mind once she left that camp and returned back to college. I came out to play. <laughs> I came out to go hang out and, and um, I knew I knew it wasn't going to be the funny what had happened. No one was going to understand. And I remember they were smoking and um, they were like, do you, and, you know, they were passing. I was like, no, like I'm good. And they were like, yo, come on, like, when do you? And I was like, no, like I'm all right. And then um, I just, I was like, yeah, like, why not? Like, this ain't a sin. <laughs> like, he's trying to justify it. I remember I took a hit of it, and it was the craziest thing. Like, the taste of it just, it wasn't the same. Like, the taste of it just, it tasted so disgusting in my mouth. And, like, I, I didn't even get high. And then, like, a week later, I tried it again in the same thing. And that's when I knew, like, God had taken that away from me. I remember going back to my room, and I said, God, I was like, if I ever put a blunt next to my lips, let it burn my lips. 
And like, that was it. I never smoked the L after that. <laughs> I feel like God, God knows what season you're in with your walk. He knows when you're a baby. He knows when you're just maturing. He knows when you're solid. So like, just the, just the baby prayers we pray, you know what I mean? Like, God, like, you know, as funny as probably sounds to us now because we're seasoned, but like, it was a sincere prayer for him that loved me enough to know, like, if she enjoys the taste of this, it can be the one thing that takes her back into that lifestyle. So for him to love me enough to take that away from me, like, that to me was like, yo, like, he really loved me. Can I be honest? Let me be honest. Sometimes I hate it. I wish I was flawless Cause I made mistakes now And I cannot change now And sorry, don't cut it I had to do me now It was selfish of me cause I sold him a dream Every promise that I made him got shot down Real talk, broken heart, every time he see me now Show me love, but remind me I would walk out And I ain't never meant to break his heart I promise, I should've been honest But it's kinda hard when I'm on a pedestal And if I step down, then I'm looking kinda heartless Truth is, I had trust issues And proof is, I felt stuck with you I build up these walls and I can't let them fall Cause I let my past build up like scar tissue Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony, and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. Amanda fully committed herself to Christ. Shortly after, she moved to Florida to start over. Butter. Cards. Vida Passion. Posse. Come on. Uh. Yeah. Since she was a teenager, she loved rap and discovered she had a knack for freestyling. Eventually, she started writing and recording. But now that she's a new believer living in Florida, Butter P didn't know how music was going to fit into her life, so she stopped for a year. She married rapper K-Nuff, and one day heard a song he did with his group about redemption. That song spoke to her and helped her to see how being a Christian and a rapper could fit into her life. Butter P was back in the studio recording, and writing for popular secular artists. So God put me back into that arena <laughs> of doing secular, you know, on the secular side, but it was just a different, um, it was just different, you know what I mean? And every time I see it, I'm like, God, like, how do I maneuver in this? You know, like, I don't even know what that looks like. I see these people doing music, you know, I have relationships with them, like, they enjoy what I do, but, like, their lifestyle, like, is just so empty. And for me, it was like, I don't want to go back to that. I've, I've done that already. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I remember having a conversation with Missy Elliott. She comes up to me. She says, yo, tell me your story. 
just random. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, what? She's like, tell me your story. I told her my story. You know, I was like, this is what you know, this is where I came from. This is where I went through, whatever, whatever. She's like, wow, like. And so I started realizing, like, I was like, man, like these me just being here, like they see me, they know something is different about me. And it was something that triggered a few of them to just like, what is your story? <laughs> And so, like, I was able to share my story with, with a bunch of them. And so it was just crazy. Like, for me, it was like, God, I don't know what that means. I don't know what my purpose was. But, like, I, I honestly believe for me it was just, I think he was just really, like, strengthening me to show me, like, you can stand amongst them and not be them. Daughters of a king, royal bloodlines. We losing them in places they was never meant to find. I'll never fully understand what it means to be a man. So I hope you let me stand for my ladies in the stands. Rallying the troops, here I am. Butter P has stood on stages and performed to arenas filled with 35,000 people. On one side of her stood her husband, K. Nuff. And the other side, Juan Love. Rima Soul released their fourth studio album, Dope Beats, Good News, Volume 2. Although they still tour, we haven't heard much from them since. But Rima Soul is still a group. Butter P is working on a solo album and will be releasing new music soon. But she hasn't left us hanging. A few months ago, she dropped a free EP called The Coronation. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. <laughs>